Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tell you what, you come in here at your own peril because you might catch some strays. Yeah, a lot of people think it'd be fun to come into the studio, but uh, Frank Marchese checked in, and <laughs> we proceeded to rip on the Mets for about ten minutes. While he, well, you know what? The funny thing is, Frank rips on his own team worse than we. I do, mean, that's so. the that's the that's the Met way, though. That's yeah, it is. They, <laughs> they they are famous for ripping yeah. on their own team. Yeah, but you want to come in here, be prepared to take some heat about whatever your favorite team might be. Uh, we got Daily Gambit. Had some bets. I'm not sure how I did. I feel like I didn't have a good day. But uh, we're going to find out here shortly. Scrape, you all right over there, man? You you, yeah. put, you seem a little fired up today. I'm fine. Yeah? I'm actually really ready for a three-day weekend. Oh, oh that's right. It's yeah. a three-day weekend. Oh, man, I didn't even not great know. if Chris showed up on Monday to work and no one's here. It's not like it's really <laughs> I, that I was about to say, he's way. just walking up the street. It's yeah, not like it's around. a big deal. It would be hilarious, home. though. Like if you or I made that mistake, we'd it be pissed. It would cost you. Yeah. Out of anyone in this room... I think, Tony, you're the I one probably, to show up on a Monday I when it's probably a holiday. Am. I After probably all, am. Tony showed up without any equipment a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I think it was last <laughs> Thursday. And my wife brought my stuff He up was here. completely empty-handed. Like, literally in the car, like... <laughs> he had nothing. I have nothing. He had nothing. I have, I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, let's get to the Daily Gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. I am having the hardest time right now finding NASCAR odds. It's kind of crazy. I wonder why. How I cannot... NASCAR is a big betting sport. Yeah. you kidding me? What do you bet on? The Daytona 500. No, but just who's going to win the race? Oh, yeah, who's going to win the race? And you can do in-race in betting where it's like who's going to lead at lap 100 and who's going to lead the most laps, things of That's that really nature. That's really the only thing you can bet is who's leading, right? There's no what, there's no other prop bets in there. Like, no, there are. There, oh, there'll be like Maybe, where they do like a crash or something. Or like, like how many yellow flags will there be over under six and a half type of thing? According to what I have here, and I have discovered this, the co-favorites to win the NASCAR Cup 
Oh, this is the whole series. Yeah, that's what I keep finding. Well, they haven't. I don't know that so they've actually the finalized race. the field yet. So that's probably Before why the I can't Daytona find 500. it. Yeah. So no. I'm well, sorry, they better everybody. finalize it soon. The race is in two days, right? Yeah. Let me see if they've already qualified. They may qualify. Daytona. You know what? Don't don't find out. It's okay. Because really, there's not one person outside. listening right now no who one cares really what cares. the final field is. Is Jimmy Johnson involved? I can't answer that. All right. We can't answer that because... I don't know if he is or not. That's the only thing anybody around these parts would care about. I'm looking real quick. Will Jimmy Johnson race in the... Okay. Well, thank you for answering my question, Tennessean. Um... NASCAR. You're wasting valuable okay. yeah, time. We're gonna, we're gonna talk. We're going to talk about the bets we made last night, and then I'll go and try to find That's the answer to that. That's probably a good idea. All right. First bet we made last night, Tony. Caitlin Clark... Over, under, 36 and a half. And I'm very sorry because I've been spelling her first name wrong for months. It's not a K, it's a C. So if anybody's seen that, it wasn't on purpose. You didn't know that either. (laughs) Yes, I did. But hers was over, under, 36 and a half points. Not only did she get the 36 and a half, but she got 49 points. Chris said over. Tony and I said under. So Chris wins that one easy. And she is now the all-time leading scorer. And she said it in style. From the logo. From the Next to the logo, I want to be accurate, but yeah, it was a deep three. I can't wait till we have. This I don't know who. I don't know who. I mean, you wouldn't even think to guard her out there. I mean, she's only like one or two steps beyond the uh, the center court line when she let it fly. She's got her when range you, is pretty good. When you can shoot like that, it just opens up the court so much. If, if I got to guard you from the logo, I mean, that's that much more space you have that you can. She made one later in the game when she got fouled, and it was a four point play from the logo. She's honestly one of the most exciting basketball players we got going right now. Pretty good. We're going to have to talk about, I have a question for you guys about, quote unquote, a logo shot. All right. We're going to have to talk about that later. So oh, This would be interesting. Uh, the next one. Why don't you, you look up NASCAR futures instead? <laughs> I tried. And I... He can't find it. While we're on the subject of exciting things to talk about, why do you have to take shots at NASCAR? We're just saying that you're not going to find it. All right. Colorado and UCLA play last night. Yes. UCLA plus two. <laughs> Is, are you skipping right now? Are you like, you have like a scratch on you or right? something? Eh, eh, eh. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> UCLA plus two. UCLA did win 64 to 60. You guys chose Colorado. I chose UCLA. So oh, one and one. You got one there. I did. USD was next. They were six and a half point favorites over the Portland Pilots. Chris chose Portland. Tony and I chose the Toreros. The Toreros won, but they only won by five, 71 66. Win for me. Haven't won one yet. Now, Chris, you're going to have to help me with UCSD score last night. Uh, they blew them out. They won by 17. I didn't oh, okay. get the exact score. I think it was 81-64, but uh, we all UCSD U- with yeah. a nice win last night. We all night. chose UCSD. We were all correct. Final yes. bet, Timberwolves over and the Portland Trailblazers. Timberwolves, nine and a half point favorites in that one. T-Wolves win, win 128-91. Chris chose Portland. Tony and I chose the Timberwolves. Well, I went with the Portland double dip there. I went with the <laughs> basketball Portland and the uh, NBA Portland. I guess, uh, what's his name, DeAndre Ayton just decided 
It's too snowy. Was there a blizzard out there again? I mean, you shouldn't lose ever by 37 points on your home floor in an NBA game, even if you're playing a team that's better than you. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and that's a no show. Somebody lost by 50 the other day to the Celtics. Yeah, but like, at least oh. it was on the road. It was Brooklyn at Boston. Uh, but yeah, and there was a live spread. That's I don't know that you should round. ever lose by 50, regardless. Yeah, yeah. home or away. <laughs> the live spread was minus 47 and a half at the, at the time that they had like their the biggest live deficit. Spread. Hey, Happy- 97.3, the fans' microphones on MLB Network, everybody. Hey, and the yellow hat of the Padre Spring training is on the head of Xander Bogart. Yes, but that's it Answering for the Answering a bunch of questions. We made yesterday. Now, I do, find, I do have odds now. I found them. Took you long enough. Well, for what? They're, they're the not, Daytona 500? Yeah, they're not in the format that I like. It's not like the plus 200 or something, but they're like the what format for? that Chris likes. 19 to 2, 10 to 1 odds, things of that nature. So the Kyle Busch is 10 to 1, Denny Hamlin 10 to 1, Brad Keselowski 19 to 2, or 19, yeah, Ryan Blaney 11 to 1, Joey Logano 12 to 1, Chase Elliott 14 to 1. Longest odds I could find, BJ McLeod 250 to 1. So there you guys go. I have no response to that. <laughs> wish I could. I don't know I wish, why. I, I, I wish I had a comment for I you. I think it's so funny when people have a, I'm too cool for NASCAR. Or, I'm too cool for motorsports. I, I'm just I I didn't say, no I didn't say anything of the kind. That. I just Scream, don't you enjoy NASCAR. You are famous for putting words in people's mouths. I, I, uh, Neither uh, of us uh, ever uh, said we were too cool for NASCAR. Yeah, I need I my time that. back, everybody. I can't listen to NASCAR. I don't care for NASCAR racing. That doesn't mean that it, I have anything further to say. I don't think Chris is alone in that. I'm better than all of you because I don't pay Could attention to Could you stop talking NASCAR. like that, please? <laughs> you know, you're, so you're, you're, uh, your versions of my voice <laughs> get worse and worse and worse. No, my versions of your voice just match the situation that's in, and you were too hoity-toity for us, so I had to be a hoity-toity voice. Oh, my God. I don't watch NASCAR. What are you, what are you supposed to be? Sean Connery. Sean Connery is right back. Fuck you fake Sean anyway, Connery. Anyway, Chris, take it away. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Now you're like Eeyore. Things you should be doing instead of watching NASCAR this weekend. What? Uh, focus in on some of these games. Uh, all right, first up on our uh, bet. Last night, by the way, Scraby, you were 3-2. and two. I was 3-2, and two, Tony 2-3. Two and three. Uh, Texas Longhorns are a two and a half run favorite over the San Diego Toreros tonight in the college baseball opener down in Austin. I remember many years ago, USD went in there and beat Texas early in the season, two out of three, and kind of stamped themselves as a national baseball contender. I don't know where USD is these days, but uh, two and a half runs, I'll take. USD, why not? I don't know. It's just one baseball game. Tony, what about you? Give me the Brock Ungridge led yeah, USD. Yeah, go Brock there. Terreros. Scraby? You know, I did some talking to someone about this uh, very game. Yeah, and where did that talking to someone get who, you? Oh, who was that someone? Braden Soprano? I'm not going to reveal my story. Yeah, I'm sure it sounds was. Sounds like it. But I'm going to take, and this is not based on what he said, but I'm just feeling like Texas wins. Sorry. Oh, wow. Based on what he said. Sorry. No, it's you know what I got for you, Scraby? What? Horns down? Horns down. Chris, you better not do that. Yeah, I know. People are going to yeah. get mad. Yeah. 
You you might get attacked when you leave here. <laughs> you know, it's just classless when when they go horns down. It's really not. It's not. It's not at all. Actually, stop taking it so hard. Uh, tonight out at Viejas Arena, San Diego State is a six point favorite over the New Mexico Lobos. Tony, we've already talked about it. Well, of course, the only thing we've talked about is the fact that Jalen House is the most hated player in the conference. The Aztecs better, you know, realize that New Mexico's got some other pretty good players beyond him. What do you think tonight? I Aztecs? Think, I think the Aztecs pass with flying colors tonight. Okay. One thing the Aztecs have better do is get off to a good start, which they have not been doing at all recently. They've been down like 10 points in the first five minutes of three or four straight games. Scraby, what about you? Lobos plus six? Mm. Interest you? Yes. Taking the Lobos. Yeah, I think I think San Diego State wins, but it's going to be close. Yeah, this is going to be a close game. I, I think New Mexico stays within six, but I'm hoping the Aztecs find a way. Last year, the only game the Aztecs lost at home was to New Mexico. Time to avenge the loss. Got to avenge that. Tomorrow, number one ranked UConn gets a challenge. They're at home, but seven-point favorites over Marquette. Marquette's a top-20 team. And uh, I believe Scraby's first yes. on this one. I did see Marquette was doing good things, so I'm going to pick Marquette. You're going to take the seven. Yes, I am. Against the defending national champs. Yes. Number one team in the land. Yes. I'll take Marquette also. Uh, UConn's due for one game where they're just a little off. They've been on a serious roll for a while now. Tony, what about you? Yeah, this ain't it. It'll be UConn tonight. UConn again. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Saturday game. Uh, one more in the Mountain West tomorrow. Colorado State minus four against the league leaders, Utah State. Game is at Colorado State, Tony. Oh, I like. You know, we talk about going on the road. Not easy in the Mountain West. Give me Colorado State. Given the points. Scraby? Colorado State's minus four, right? That's See. right. Your old alma mater, but of course every place One is your alma mater. Yeah, I don't really say maters. that anymore because every game, every place is your alma mater. I, I, I was just trying to get a college education, okay? Yeah, in many places. <laughs> Nobody would keep you. My college education consisted of... Every college kept spitting you back out of the system. Every college, uh, my, or Colorado State, where I, made, I majored in partying in Colorado State. So. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Utah State. Oh, you're going to take the points. I'll take Colorado State as well. The home court advantage. Uh, one more. Sunday... Tony will be the only one in this room watching this game. All-star game? The West yeah. is favored by two and a half over the East. This is the dumbest bet we've ever made. No, no it's not. How it's they, my favorite. How they, how they have found a way to put a spread on the All-Star game is beyond me, but they have. They're going to play defense this year. They have deemed that the West is two and a half <laughs> points better. They don't, they're going to play defense they're this play year? They're going to play defense this year. It's going to be like 87-85 this year? No, no, that's too much defense. <laughs> that would def- nev- yeah, never happen. Uh, Scraby, you're up for the uh, um, classic all-star matchup. You know, I'm going to go with the West. You're going to give the points. Yep. Oh, I got it. I got a better bet than this, honestly. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give you that. You're good taking the West. I'll take the uh, let's see. The Bulls don't have a player, right? So I'll no. take the West Sad. also. No reason for me to root for the East. Tony, West? I'm taking the West. Okay, I'm adding a bet. <laughs> oh. The over-under for this game. Oh. Listen to this. Mm. 300. 363 points 
is the over-under. They're expecting a score of 180-something to 180-something. Tony. Give me the under. You're going to say under. You're, you're standing by your standing prediction by the that defense. they're going to play defense. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I'm saying it's the first 200-point game in NBA history. Somebody will get really? 200. I'll go over. Scraby? Mm, I'm going to go under. You're going to go under. That's also. a lot. Oh, that's a ton. All right. We'll see how we do on Monday, uh, Tuesday. So we're off Monday. Yes, we are. Let's Very get good. the break. Let's get back on track here. More going to Chris on the other side or some traffic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to the program. 322 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby. Uh, ESPN plus the pay-for-service service that I subscribe to on my very own just to get great information for all of you out there. Asked 11 experts to pick their Super Bowl for next year. Thought this was interesting, Scraby. Thought you'd enjoy. Of the 11, how many do you think have the 49ers returning to the Super Bowl next year? 11. I don't know. Tony says 11. All 11 have the 49ers returning to the Super Bowl, according to Tony. How about you, Scraby? I'm just going to say because Chris would only bring this up if the 49ers were being talked trash on. But zero. Talk trash on. Seth Walder, sports analytics writer, is the only one of the 11 that predicts the 49ers will be back in the Super Bowl next year. That's a fair prediction, though. It isn't a bad idea. Uh, We already went over the fact that no Super Bowl losing quarterback or making a debut and losing the Super Bowl has ever gone back to the Super Bowl. At least 18 straight times that's happened. You know what that means, Grape? And that means Brock Purdy's never going to find another Super Bowl again. Not only that, that means Kyle should start looking for his replacement. Uh, I'm sure he already is, trust me. (laughs) You're probably right. He he goes through quarterbacks quick. Well, he's going to have to blame somebody beyond Steve Wilkes, so maybe he'll he'll blame Brock Purdy next. Uh, The other thing is is that there's a long stretch here of Super Bowl losing teams. 
struggling the following season. Now, the Eagles looked like they were going to switch the uh, script on that the way they started this year. Were they 11-1 and one to start the year? Yeah, something like something that. 10-0, yeah. and 11-1. Anyway, yeah, they just Man. faded completely down the stretch. So, right now, you'd have to. I think you'd have to favor the 49ers. Everybody's favoring them, etc. But lots going to happen between now and then. Uh, of the 11, who do you think they say... Most is going to go to the Super Bowl Chiefs. from the NFC side. No, from the NFC side, Detroit Cowboys. Nope, Detroit five. Really, Green Bay three. What? The Rams two. Huh? San Francisco one. That's Detroit. your eleven on the AFC side. It's either Chiefs or Bills. Yeah, no, Baltimore. Bengals. Huh? Chris, where are the Dolphins? Nowhere. No oh, Baltimore. Okay. Not one. Not one. Not even Baltimore. That's surprising. Uh, there's one lunatic in here. Lunatic. <laughs> well, I'm going to say he's a lunatic. You be the judge. His name is Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> NFL front office insider says the Lions will benefit from both coordinators returning to Detroit, etc. They are the team I expect to win the NFC. They will win the Super Bowl, but I see them holding off. Justin Herbert, Jim Harbaugh, and the Chargers. Oh, come on, please! I saw a rumor. How of... mad would that make San Diego? No hey, well, kidding. it's not going to happen, so we don't. It's really not going to happen. Just, I mean, I'm come I'm on, just over saying. the Bengals, over the I'm, Chiefs, I'm over just, the Ravens, over the Bills, over just, the Dolphins, over the Dolphins. I'm just saying. No chance. I bet saying. you the Jets even beat the Chargers. Would, next year. would you rather have at least had the thought than to be surprised and it happened, and all of a sudden you got to deal with it? It wouldn't affect my day. Oh, you're life. saying that it's good that we're putting it in our just, head just, now just, just in just, case something like this just happens? Just have it in there. Not likely. Don't worry about it because Mike Tannenbaum has not ever been right once. <laughs> that is accurate. Right? Isn't it? <laughs> right? I mean, this guy accurate. comes up with stuff that is so far out of left field. Here's something that's not out of left field, Scraby. Your guy caught for cheating. That's right. Former 49er quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will be oh, a business for the first guy. two games Jimmy of the season. Jimmy G. What do you mean he's not your guy? Who loves him more than you do? Jimmy G, Jimmy there G, was a Jimmy time. G, Jimmy there G, was Jimmy a time. G. Yes, Come he on. was the 49ers quarterback. I have to love him by default. You don't have to. You didn't love Trey Lance. Jimmy G, uh, using the performance-enhancing substances, I do want to defend him to a certain extent. Apparently, the violation is said to be related to him using a prescribed medication, but it did not have a valid he didn't have a use exemption from the league. Therapeutic so sound, use exemption? Yes, it sounds a little like it was some uh, some red tape that yeah. he didn't... Uh, he didn't clear. That he didn't clear, as opposed to just taking a needle and jamming it into his arm. Yeah, you got to have that, So two- we'll give Jimmy G the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Man, that was a graphic description. <laughs> graphic description. Uh, you know who I saw? Steroid use by Jimmy some, G. you got to have that TUI, man, that, that, that therapeutic exemption. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. You get in trouble. So this morning I got a text from our old guys, Odd Thomas and Will Galvez, mm-hmm. and they sent me a tweet that was telling me who is rumored to likely take over as defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Can you guess who it is? Can I guess who it is? I'm not um, happy about it. All right. Must have a defensive have coordinator. A, yep. Does he have a connection to the Dolphins? No. Oh, not that right. I know. You're safe then. Brandon. Staley, oh, yeah. former Chargers ah! head coach, yeah. who he is a defensive guy, but well, when his defense was on the field last year, they were awful. He won't be able to go for it on fourth down, so you don't have to worry about that. 
They shouldn't I have fired like Steve this. Wilkes in the first place. And they, they, and they, well, they, they proved have, it but. with a graphic on uh, television I the other day. I, I saw it. Steve Wilkes' defense is better than the one the two De, years before with De, better DeMarco, Ryan. D'Amico Ryan and better than... Uh, in what regard? In what metrics? In yardage and points Just, yeah. and everything. I know. I know. But didn't you hear the philosophy <laughs> issues? <laughs> yeah. But and that's why, didn't you hear that Fred? I'm so glad that Stephen A. brought it up. He said, "Well, then, what did you hire him in the first place?" That's I, what I said. I am. I'm afraid that karma will have an impact on your 2024 five season next year's great. It's not going to happen. I'm just telling you. I Ten of the eleven experts say no happen. return to the Super Bowl. Chris for the only karma. Chris only likes to bring up experts when they fit his narrative. So it's a fun narrative. No, I, mean, I brought uh, up Mike Tannenbaum. He doesn't fit my narrative. He's got the charges. No, in but the Super he Bowl. ultimately fixed your. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, because yes, he ultimately does. Scrappy, it's okay, buddy. It's going to be a long season for you next year. I, by the way, I've been getting heat about the 49ers and how much I talk about them. Go back and check the tape. I didn't bring this up at all. No, we did. We did. We Happy en- to bring it up, Scrappy. We enjoy terrorizing you about the 49ers. You mean Happy when we go to commercial break and you turn up the mic'd up segment that's on the NFL <laughs> and it was the part where Dre Greenlaw got hurt and you did that? Yeah. I, I just wanted to hear, I wanted to feel the emotion on the field at that point. I already felt it. I'm sorry, I didn't. I needed that in my life. Okay. Scrappy, are you a, are you a hater on the news from Kansas City today? That the one and only Taylor Swift donated one hundred thousand dollars to the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, Less than one lady the woman who was killed life, in the yeah. shooting during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. I read this headline. I immediately felt really nice about it, really good about it. I think it's a really great gesture by Taylor Swift. But I can just see people out there going, "Oh, she's only doing this for the publicity, etc." Um, so I, I have to ask you, how do you, you, how do you feel to, about it, I mean, Scrape? is this going to make your way into your daily rant later on in the oh, no. Scrapey Chronicles? This is a good thing. No, no, this is well, okay with you? My daily rant has to do with how I'm getting old, so I'll tell you about Because I'm just going to give you all of you a little insight into what Scrapey said off no, the air. No, no, let me talk about what I said. <laughs> right, well, then, then include what you told me. I, give them the whole story. I don't honestly remember, but... I am <laughs> no. I know the gist of it, and it was that You're so I think conveniently it's amazing. Forgetful. No, I think it's amazing that she's donating a hundred thousand dollars to this family because that is what this family needs. But she signed it Taylor Swift. Like, why do you need to sign it Taylor Swift? I, I and I'm not. I, I really am not going to like badmouth her for this, but I because I know that she wasn't the one that was actually doing this. Like it one of her people you're was. You're saying it should have been anonymous. Yeah, I mean. And I'm not thinking that she wants any publicity. She does not need any publicity. No, There's no so. publicity stunt here. But it was but very But she can strange. use a little goodwill in the minds of, uh, especially in the minds of football fans. I think everybody is going to out there going to say, hey, this is a really nice thing to do. Agree. Football fans are hit and miss on Taylor Swift. You know, whether it's her fault or even, not. I think that even means Kansas City fans. I was listening to their mayor talk about it in the way he was talking about it. And yeah. Kind of indicated that. She's pulled too much attention away from the Chiefs? No, no. He oh. was saying that some of the fan base is feeling that way. He said personally he thinks it's a good thing for their, their team. But uh, I, I think that's a sentiment that uh, I do. quite a few people have. So, anyway. Tyler up makes to- a somewhat good point. Well, at least I didn't go this route like Diesel. 
only a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, I think thought, about I, that, I honestly thought that that would have been the first thing I heard. I, I, you know what I thought of when I found this all out? I, I heard Tony in my head telling me, "What? So what? She's got to donate because she's got money." Yeah. <laughs> So she gives $100,000, but Tyler makes a good point. If she didn't put her name to it, everybody would complain why she didn't give uh, anything. I, I, Tyler, I said the same thing to Scraby off there. I was like, if if she didn't put her name on you'd be like, I bet you it was Taylor Swift, and she didn't put her name on it because she wanted the publicity. Or they would say that, <laughs> hey, I or they would say somebody's <laughs> donating $100,000. Where's Taylor Swift? That's that's so also she true. takes care of both. Let of me those just issues. say, for in the record, words, I in think other this words, is damned amazing. If you do, damned if you don't. But right. you know, in the notes section as well, she she just copy and paste the same because you because you can only don't I guess you can only donate fifty thousand dollars at a time like that's the max and so she had to donate twice but she put the same blurb in each one. It's for, uh, it's for her record, so it's all good. It's for her records. Yeah. All of you Taylor you know Swift. She's going to write this off too. All of you Taylor. All of you Taylor Swift haters. I'm sorry. You have to take a little break from your Taylor Swift hate. This is a very kind thing to do. Boom. Coming up, our countdown. You guys about ready or <laughs> you do a last second deal? Uh, I think we're ready. Subject ready. today. It's going to be a last second deal for your boy. Well, you'll come up with it. Who are, in our estimation, the five greatest? Or our five favorite coaches or managers in the history of sports. This is pretty uh, all-encompassing. Think of your favorite five. We'll have ours in the countdown coming up after the break. Three thirty-nine. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Countdown. Top five of our favorite slash greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. No single sport. Covers all of them. Can be anybody, too. Can be somebody that uh, coached you. I mean, if you want to go in that I could have went that route. I decided. You didn't go that route? I I opted away. You mean uh, Jerry, the car salesman who coached you in Poway Little League, is not in the running? (laughs) No, he's not. He's not in the running. (laughs) All right. Although I had some great coaches, um, most of us do. Coaches, coaches, parents, or even alongside your parents, coaches slash teachers have as much effect on there's no doubt young people as anybody. That as a guy who you know played every played almost all sports, yeah, um, those are some of the lessons I think you take with you still as an adult. You know, so yes, sir. Those are uh, those are important people. I'm going to do this life. countdown, but I think everybody already knows the five that I've chosen. I Nick Saban. Shoe mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin. Yep. Bobby Petrino. Yeah, there's, that's my favorite of Steve yours. Alford. Tony La Russa. I didn't realize that's where he's going. Yeah. That's my five. We, I mean, if we really want to do a most hated, that we could definitely come up That'd with a list. That'd be my bottom like, five. I mean, but you said this, so he has to be on your list. I wanted to congratulate my favorite college football coach, Nick Saban. His guy. That's it. That's what he said. Yeah. It right. wasn't really considered by me for this <laughs> countdown. Let's check traffic and then get to this countdown.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Gonna grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, who are our five favorite coaches of all time? Scrape, you want to start? Uh, you in sure. the mood to start today? Yeah, why not? All right. Number five. My number five is going to be random for you guys. So, and it, the story behind it is because of how hard this person worked to get to their position. And it would be Miami Heat head coach That's Eric Spolstra. That's a really good one. Actually. He worked in the video room doing like high, or tapes for the scouting department. And so that's how he learned a lot of his basketball was through watching all these videos and putting them together. But he legitimately worked up from the ground to get to where he's at. Yeah, so. and you know how you you know how uh, Scraby loves nepotism and people who get jobs thanks to their parents. That's right. Where's he going with this? You're about, uh, to, find out. You're about to find parents? out. But you're about to find out. Eric Spolstra's father was a guy named John Spolstra, who was only president of the Portland Trailblazers mm. for years and years Dang. and years. And I'm not saying that's how Eric Spolster got that. in on the ground that. floor, but it didn't probably didn't hurt. Um, <laughs> I'm just throwing that at you because I know how you love Nepotism. No, hey, you should have seen his whole spirit change <laughs> yes, when he heard I, <laughs> I will say this. I don't like it when people get the – if he was hired to be a head coach right away, that would be – But right. he, he, but he you're really okay because he had to go from a video guy to – As yeah. long as you have to work your way up. That's what I care about. I'm not taking anything away from Eric Spolster. He's a great coach. I think it's a pretty good call. He's actually a Hall of Fame coach uh, at this point. He probably is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tony, no one gave you a starting spot in the major leagues. You had to work for it. No. So That's very true. Yes. Right. That's what I'm after is the work. All right. Who wants to go next? Tony, I'll go next. You go. Um, my first, like, the first real representation of coaches for me was watching college basketball. Okay. And number five on my list, and so college basketball is going to be on this list more than once. But number five on my list is John Thompson, ah, former the late John Thompson, good call. Georgetown Hoya. He uh, was a leader of young men. He certainly was. Really did a hell of a job. Whether we're talking Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, or even later in Allen Iverson, um, he produced a lot of not only good. Ball players, but dudes who turned out to be good people down the line. Yes, he so, did. Uh, and I think he was a big part of the uh, growth of uh, African Americans getting opportunities in coaching. Yeah, for sure. Because he took the ball and uh, went to the top of the sport with it. People said, hey, wait a minute. What, why are right, we looking right. at this opportunity? It's a good call. Uh, my number five is the only one who coached me. I'm going to go with Coach Dietz. Good one. Uh, the reason I'm going to go with Coach Dietz is because I've always liked the giants of the coaching world. The Bobby Knights, the Krzyzewskis, Dean Smiths, I don't know, in a, a college football, Woody Hayes. Whoever. Anyway, I never got to work with any of those people, but I did get to play under Coach Dietz. And he's, he's my giant, I guess. 
I mean, because he was able to run the whole program and did run the entire program. Uh, everything. From mowing the lawn. From groundskeeping yeah. to scheduling right. to recruiting. Right. From He'd... the day that I walked into his office and he said, what classes do you want to take? And he picked up the phone and five minutes later hung up the phone and gave me my class schedule. There you go. That's what I was just so impressed with him. But more, more importantly than that, Tony, as you know, he helped me a lot further on in, in my later life after I was done with baseball. He cared a lot about me and really gave me a lot of opportunities and helped me, uh, you know, just specifically. And he did that for all of his players. So. Yeah, Coach Dietz makes my list, sneaking in at number five. Number four. My whole list is a sham after I found out about Eric. <laughs> <laughs> his his spirit is rattled now. I knew he was going to be rattled a, uh, We have a chat that I want to read from Dan, and I'm putting it up right now. It says, why Johnny? Scravey look like someone just walked over your grave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Scravey. He does not Trim. like nepotism at he all. Does it. Uh, I have another suggestion. Top five coach, Pat Summit. Right, Absolutely. Well, don't give them yeah. all away. We might get to some oh, of these. We only oh, have four, know, Chris. Man. Yeah, we're only on Where's Bob four. Baffert, Chris? Bob Baffert? He's he a coach? Coaching? He's a coach. Well, I haven't finished my list yet. I've <laughs> only right. given you one name. <laughs> all right, my number four is going to be a golf coach, and he was uh, kind of credited for how good Tiger was. Butch Harmon was Butch. the guy. Butch so Harmon. He was the, the golf coach to every big-name golfer back in like the early 2000s, maybe late 90s type thing, but Butch Harmon has been around for a long time. I will say I give a lot of credit to golf coaches because I think it would be a really difficult thing to do. You're taking one of these guys that is naturally gifted, naturally amazing, and then you look at their swing and you go, all right, we got to change that entire thing. And they'll be like, what? Yeah. And they're able to do it. And and they can. And you, you can't pick up the club for them. They no, have, they to, have act, to do it You have forward. to be able yep. to pass that information along. There was a uh, show with Michael Phelps. He wanted to become a golfer that would hit shoot under 80 and he was the show was with Hank Haney and he practiced every single day for months and he like it's just is something you have to be born with is to be a great golfer. Butch Harmon, interesting call. Butch, yes. I wanted to get some different ones. You did. Tony. Number Sorry, four. I was I was lost. I know you're watching the Super Bowl again. <laughs> Number four on my list uh, takes me back to my childhood as well, and I was uh, fortunate enough to end up at a school where he also coached, and that's Steve Fisher. Nice. Number four on my list. He really his his Fab Five got me started on loving basketball. Mm. And then to have the opportunity to get to know him, right? You know, see him turn a program that was you could have played for him, Tony. (laughs) Gottlieb told us the story that you were being considered, yeah, as a potential Aztec for a year there. Just being able to to get a chance to know Coach Fisher and then see him build a program from literally from nothing, nothing incredible. Um, He he has to be on the list. He's number four on my list. Uh, number four is uh, the most obvious choice I would make, Don Shula. If you're a Dolphin fan, there's no way I can't put him on there. So Shula's in at number four. How about Chris yesterday meaning to hit us with the thumbs up? Oh, and, and I said with oh, the dolphin, dolphin emoji. emoji. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. But I accept the dolphin emoji yeah. as well as the I can see up. it as a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. That, that means that, that you're happy, you're jumping out of the water. <laughs> thumbs up. And I told you I did get to interview Coach Shula once, and that was a big highlight for me on the radio. He uh, interrupted the interview halfway through from his hotel room because his lunch arrived. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do. All right. I always ask what sandwich he ordered. But yeah, I can't recall. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I was more like than willing to give him the time 
said, go hold get on, let me, I got to answer the door. My food's here. Give me a second. And I said, okay. It's I like mean, the it's most Don important Shula. thing about the interaction was what was he eating, but yeah. you didn't get that. I probably did. I just don't recall. Oh, it's okay. been a while. I could sorry. definitely see Chris asking him when he came back. But what'd you get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, my number three is someone that was very nice to me in my early days of radio. So this is a personal connection, but this guy. Competitors don't make excuses. Ah. They just make plays. Rocky hey, Long. that's a great call. Good because call. I used to, one of my first jobs in sports radio was going to the Rocky Long press conference every week. And I asked questions, and he always asked my question, even if it was ridiculous. And one time I asked him what he was watching on Netflix, and he gave me a great answer. So he made me feel like maybe I can do this whole question. You know, He's a real. It Rocky was a Long. train. It was a show. It was like a documentary on a train, like company. Okay. I've never heard of it, but he really loved it. He had glowing reviews of it. So. Rocky Long's as real of a person as you'll ever find out there. Yeah. All right, number three, Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, this man allowed my childhood to be different than probably every other childhood in, in America, or other baseball players at least. Uh, Bruce Bochy is number three on my list. Yes. Uh, not because I got a chance to play for him, but certainly spent a lot of time in his clubhouses growing up. It was a welcoming environment. I learned a lot about baseball and life being in those clubhouses, and it, without the manager's uh, consent, uh, none of that would have happened, and, and Bruce Bochy allowed allowed me to grow up in a in a Padre That's right. He clubhouse. let you run around in he there. He did. I didn't run around too much in there, but <laughs> um, yeah, Bruce Bochy's third on my list. That, that's just aside from the World Series, uh, he's been able to stack no up at kidding, this point. Man. So yeah, Bochy would have made my list, but he should have won one with the Padres before <laughs> heading out. Uh, number three for me is the Wizard of Westwood, John Wooden. I grew up in L.A., and you talk about shaping a young person's life. I certainly never played for him, but I read everything he ever wrote and heard everything he ever said. And if you follow the advice of John Wooden, things turn out pretty good. And it was probably, you know, it's a generation or two before everybody is around now, but the Wizard of Westwood was uh, way up there on my in my childhood growing up in L.A. All right. Number two. Number My number two is... Oh. How could I ever forget Mr. Earl Weaver? Chris was the one Chris was the one who introduced me to Earl Weaver right when I started working the show. And I have watched so many Earl Weaver videos, and I can't play any of them because it's all no. bleeps the entire time. Especially the one where he's like, he's like, you're bleeping, bleep, bleep. And the guy's like, calm down, Earl. That was the umpire. Calm down, Earl. Really great. Earl Look up Weaver. Earl Weaver videos. That's a good example of how umpires used to handle crazy managers back then. <laughs> like he's down. trying to play peacemaker, whereas now it just feels like they would have been nose to nose, both spitting on each other, yep. yelling at each other. Yeah. You know? there, there are some classic clips of Earl Weaver. He's got to be the most entertaining manager of all time. Certainly uh, no, in the hunt. Number two on my list is a split. I couldn't decide between the two, but. I love me some Pat Riley. I love me some Phil Jackson. They ah, both yeah. brought championships to my team. Earlier, I got to watch my dad's excitement of Pat Riley's and the Magic Johnson, James Worthy era, and then Phil Jackson came over, and I got to enjoy the Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal era. 
I think, two of the greatest coaches in the NBA history right there. Pretty good. And who knew Pat Riley was going to be a great coach? He was a commentator. The the best part about Pat is that he very much – I feel like he saw a lot of himself in Eric Spolstra when he hired him because that was very basically the same path Pat Riley took to becoming a head coach. Yeah. Number two for me, you mentioned him, Steve Fisher. I think he's one of the greatest, not only coaches I've ever met, but greatest guys I've ever got a chance to hang out with and spend a lot of time with. And the job he did at San Diego State is beyond, I don't know that anybody could ever match it anywhere yeah. you ever went. Uh, and just uh, just the most sensational guy I've, you know, I've hung out with in, in the coaching profession and that I can think of. So, And, and the Fab Five is just an addition to it. And how talk about somebody taking advantage of an opportunity? Remember, he was an assistant coach at Michigan when uh, Bill Frieder got fired right before the NCAA tournament. Somebody said, "Steve Fisher, you go ahead and coach these guys." Right before the tournament started, and all he did was win all six games in the national championship. That was just his first act, too. Yeah, that was, that'll put you on. You the can map. argue his second act was was even stronger. Yeah, Coach Fish, number two for me. Number one, self serving, but. The Jim Harbaugh stint with the 49ers is my favorite coaching period of all time because mm-hmm. I was old enough to remember. See, you're not old enough to remember it. Bill Walsh because I thought for no. sure he'd be on your list. See, I don't remember Bill Walsh. I barely remember George Seifert, but I definitely remember Jim Harbaugh and what he did. And I was the happiest 49er fan in the world during that time. And then he left, and then Chip Kelly came in, and I became a depressed one. Anyway... Uh, Jim Harbaugh, 49ers, on my list. Number one on my list is Jim Dietz, San Diego uh-huh, State's coach. Uh, for all the reasons, I mean, this man did everything. I mean, including having a chopper fly over our field to get the water <laughs> off after a couple Still rainy days. Still the craziest thing I've heard. I mean, he, he, did, he just did everything. He literally, he was the first person that at least opened my eyes to the fact that one day I could play college baseball. First one. Uh, and, you know, initially I didn't believe him. I thought, okay, this is my dad's coach just telling me something I want to hear. But he was uh, steadfast. He just never left it alone. And so, yeah, he's number one on my list. My number one greatest coach of all time is Phil Jackson, uh, not only for what he accomplished and you're the Lakers, I'm with the Bulls, but everything I've ever read by Phil Jackson. And I highly recommend a book called Sacred Hoops, Spiritual Lessons of a Hardwood Warrior. Taught me a lot about coaching, but more about life and uh, lessons that I've carried through to this day. Phil Jackson, my number one. All right. All righty. That, my friend, is the end of the 3 o'clock hour. We have Popovich in the chat real quick before we go. Popovich. Greg Popovich? Oh, great coach. All right. Spurs, though. Sorry. Oh, okay. (laughs) Chris versus the fans on the way, 833-288-0973. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 